Hi, I'm Dr. Patricia Grabarek. And I'm Dr. Katina Sawyer. And welcome to Thriving at Work, a Worker Being podcast. You can learn more about us on our website, workerbeing.com, on our social media, or you can join and support our community at workerbeing.com slash community. Today, we're going to be talking about the timing of physical activity. So to start off, Katina, what time of day do you prefer to work out or be more physically active? Hmm. It's a very good question, actually, because I prefer in my brain, I prefer to just get it out of, way, out of the way in the morning because then I don't have to think about it for the rest of the day. And like, I feel like then I feel more relaxed about how the rest of my day is going to go that I'm like not feeling like I still have to put in like a lot of energy once I'm done with the work day. Mm-hmm. But when it's actually more likely to happen and when I think it actually fits better with my preferences for how my schedule works, evening is better. So I like the mental freedom that morning gives me, but in terms of how my schedule generally tends to be set up and what works for me better from a working and like leisure perspective of that, I think evening works better. So a complicated response, I I guess, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, I mean, I'm similar to you. I think that's normal. Like the idea of doing it first thing in the morning and just being done sounds amazing. Will I make myself get up to do that? Mm, no, like earlier yeah. than I need to for work or other things. So that's my downfall. It's like, in theory I'm with you like the idea of getting out of the way not having to worry about it but I always end up doing things more in the evening Um, yeah it's kind of where I end up landing yeah especially since we moved to Tucson Brendan gets up in the morning for work early but I also have a lot of collaborators who are on east coast time so both of us have meetings starting at five a lot of days and so I'm not gonna get up (laughs) at like 3 30 in the morning (laughs) no I feel like here it's like particularly bad because I'm like I don't really know what to do with that um but then I've just been like I'm still trying to figure out a routine here and I haven't been great about it so actually this is a good reminder for me to at least try to get in a routine a routine that's more consistent because consistency does work whether it's consistent Mm -hmm. morning or consistent evening when I was doing consistent morning before I was doing like nine a.m. and I would start working at like 11 a.m. because I was just like more on a free-flowing schedule all my classes I taught were at night Um, and then I wouldn't end my work day until like way late but I that's because like I can handle getting up at like 8 30 to like start at nine working out but that's Mm -hmm. not a possibility anymore so um yeah but I think it's a good reminder and I'm curious to see what the people who are scientists have to say Yeah, well, actually, that leads me to one more question for you that can tie into this so that you, yeah, so we'll see kind of where you fall. Do you intrinsically love working out or is it something you do for for extrinsic reasons, which in this case, when they say extrinsic, it, it can be your health and things like that. I don't think that I am a person who feels like I know there's some people that are like I need to do this in my day or else I don't feel like alive or good or my emotions are bad or whatever I've definitely not that way it's more like something that I have to do but not something that I really look forward to I will say that I um have more um 
I, I enjoy activities that aren't like off the rails more. So like I really like walking and walking places and getting like a good long walk in. I actually really enjoy or hiking, not like crazy hiking, but things that are more walking based that are longer, lower cardio activities. I like, I just don't really like super high intensity cardio and I like lifting actually. So maybe I, it, Maybe I just associate it with, I know that what works the best for me is more high intensity cardio and I don't prefer that. So I tend to dread it more, but I'm definitely not like a runner or something. Like I'm not a person that's (laughs) like, I need my run. Like, no, not me. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm similar to you. Like I'm not going to be the person that's running marathons, even though in a dream world I am that person, but I think I I also prefer longer walks and like things that are a little bit I don't mind lifting weights either but I don't I'm not I don't want to do like a CrossFit like fast lifting weights or anything like that like no like I'm just gonna lift my weights in my time um so I'm with you and that actually means that we are gonna have a good takeaway for you from this article oh boy well I'm excited let's let's dive into something that could be exciting for me yes so quick three takeaways Number one, light and vigorous physical activity done before the end of the workday actually increases your self-efficacy and thus increases your work focus. Hmm. It's important to note that this is all going to be about what happens before the workday because we know that physical activity at the end of the day is um, generally associated with good things. And I'll talk about that more in a second. But if you're thinking about if you need if you should be active early in the day or um, during the workday. Generally speaking, light activity and vigorous, like intense stuff that we hate, um, should be done earlier in the day. But there what, are some caveats. So either that's not one type of exercise, light and vigorous. Those are two different types. Yeah, they're two different categories. Okay. So light gotcha. is, um, so it's basically they looked at Fitbit. So it's light would be lower heart rate than f- vigorous um, and length of time and et cetera. Right. So something that's like kind of low intensity and then okay. there's moderate activity which is in the middle obviously and vigorous which is the high end okay cool so I was like take point me in two. the direction of a light vigorous activity but I guess oh, that no. doesn't, that doesn't <laughs> that's not a thing <laughs> no light activity and vigorous activity not moderate activity okay that being said those of people that are more extrinsically motivated so like you and I where Really, it's we know we need to do it. It's better for our health, et cetera. We report higher levels of self-efficacy and better work focus on days that we engage in moderate physical activity during mm. the day or before, you know, the work day is over. So in the morning or, or during the day. Um, but that doesn't work if we do vigorous physical activity. If we do something really intense, then that messes us up um, mm. and we are not as focused. Interesting. So moderate is better for people who are more oriented towards this in the way we are. Yes. Okay. And then for people who have that really high intrinsic motivation, the people that are like, I love to work out. This is like the best thing ever. They benefit from the vigorous physical activity. So they, you know, if they have vigorous physical activity before work or during the workday, then they um, tend to feel, you know, more confident that self-efficacy goes up. And then they tend to um, have more work focus. But if they do moderate physical activity, it's actually a disadvantage to them. Mm. So like more so even than for the for us, but it makes them less focused. (laughs) 
Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm really curious to hear how this all works and operates from like a what's the what's the explanation? Because there's some kind of maybe not counterintuitive, but just things I haven't heard before. Yeah, that's why I thought this article is interesting. It's like fairly straightforward, but just things we haven't really thought about or discussed. Um, so if we dive in, first of all, I laughed when they defined physical activity because I know that you have to define it in a paper, but it made me laugh so hard and I wrote it down because I just wanted to read it. Oh, God. Um, so physical activity refers to the bodily movement produced by skeletal muscles that results in energy expenditure. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny, <laughs> but it's just so formal. <sighs> Move your skeleton, folks. Skeleton, skeleton. Yeah. So I, I <laughs> love Halloween. that. But anyways, I mean, it makes sense, obviously, but... um. It just, I thought it was funny. But anyways, the reason why this study was focusing on during the workday or before work is because a lot of research has focused on post-work daily activity or daily activity on the weekends. So if you're working out at night or working out on the weekend, um, there's a lot of research that already tells us that's great for your physical health. That's great for your psychological health. Um, studies show that it helps promote recovery. So like reducing your stress levels at the end of the day, um, it helps employees come to work energized and recovered. So actually the fact that you're doing your workouts at night is positive and the research backs that up hundred percent. Hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's really good to know. And <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so I don't have to like feel bad and try to change it. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Don't worry about having to change it. Um, especially if you want to do more intense workouts, given that you are not an obsessed with workout person, you should not add that to your day. Okay. Um, so basically then what they did is they were looking to see, um, you know, again, what time of day, how does that impact people's focus? And so they know in the research that physical activity can increase somebody's like confidence, self-efficacy, like they feel like more like I can do this attitude, right? Um, so in theory, some physical activity might help boost someone's focus because if they're feeling really good and confident, they might be more focused. However... If you're working out because you feel like you have to work out and you need to work out, that actually could be a deter, like a detriment to your focus because you're using a resource of self-regulation. So you're having to like make yourself do this thing. You're forcing yourself to do this activity and therefore it could actually cause you to feel um, maybe potentially less effective or because you're just tired. You're not, you're losing resources by making yourself do this behavior. And then that can lead to you not being as focused. So yeah. that's kind of an important distinction is whether or not you like it as to how much focus it's going to impact in your day. Yeah. So it's kind of like people would probably think that the way to quantify the amount of energy that you expend doing those activities would just be physical. But I guess what they're highlighting is that there's a mental component to it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, oh, if you do this, then it will help you to feel better. I think like the general message is like, there's this blanket statement around this helps everybody in the same way. Like, oh, if you're feeling tired, the best thing to do is like get up and move around. And, and that's not set to say that that's not the case to some extent, but it feels like here, um, there may be some varied degrees with which that works depending upon who you are and what you're doing. Exactly. Yes, that's 100% right. And so when it comes to people that are more um, motivated from external reasons to work out, 
if you do vigorous activity, that's actually really hard for you because you're like, ugh, I have to do this thing I hate. I'm going to make myself do it. So because I made myself do it, it's actually going to be detracting me from feeling like I can get my work done. And so I'm going to be a little bit less focused at work. But if I do a moderate workout, so I know I need to work out. I know it's good for me, but I'm less motivated as a person that doesn't love the workout to push myself into vigorous activity, right? I don't like doing that. I don't like the way it feels. I don't want to do it. So that's the hard part. But if I do, like you were saying, like a really long walk, that's maybe a little bit more challenging. We get a little bit of a sweat going, but nothing wild. You then might, you then actually do well. Like that's good for you because then you come Mm -hmm. back and you're like, oh, like I did it. Cool. Let's move on. Right. I I feel confident. I feel more self-efficacious because I've done this activity that I know I should do, but Mm -hmm. I haven't destroyed myself doing it. Right. I don't feel (laughs) bad because I forced myself to do something that I hate. And do they give any examples of what would be considered low, moderate or vigorous or does it vary by person? It varies by person. So it's really dependent on their like heart rate and and kind of, you know, the the Fitbit tracker data is really what it comes down to. And they also ask people to indicate when they were working out. So it basically aligns with um, a certain level of heart rate based on age, all that kind of stuff. And then when the person said they were working out. So I'm working out and my heart rate goes up, but not really, really high. If it's vigorous, I say I'm working out and my heart rate on my Fitbit went up like it skyrocketed, right? I'm at the the hardest possible workout that I could do, right? Yep. Okay. So probably paying attention to what your range is when you're doing a low, moderate or vigorous, like what feels low, moderate or vigorous to you can probably give you a sense of where you're aiming towards. If you have a Fitbit or a fitness tracker, it could give you a sense of where to aim towards if you want to be in that sweet spot of any of those three. Yeah, exactly. I think we generally know physically, right? Like when you're so out of breath that it's like really difficult, you can consider that vigorous. When Mm -hmm. you're out of breath, but you can get a few words out, you know, um, maybe a sentence, uh, you're probably more in the moderate range. If you're not out of breath at all, you're probably in the light range. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I think that makes some sense. Yeah. This is really interesting. I'm also wondering if they looked at, and it doesn't sound like they did, but I'd be curious to see what the anticipation (coughs) of having to do something that you don't want to do does for your distraction. Because, um, Mm. I remember when I was doing insanity, That was like the worst. (laughs) And I would think all day long about how I had to do insanity at night. And it would just like like pang me during the day and be like, oh, no, it's coming. (laughs) I have to do this tonight. (laughs) And it was horrible. And I feel like it was distracting me during the day because the just the remembrance that it was coming was a distraction or it was taking focus away from me because I was like dreading. Um, something to happen. So I would be curious if it's not even just like the resource of doing it, but also the resource of anticipating doing it could be an interesting question. Yeah, that is a good question. And they didn't look at that. You're right. But that would be an interesting add on to this. Um, But I did want to touch a little bit on the people that are not like us that like love working out. So the big takeaway for us is if you're going to work out during the day, make it moderate. Don't go nuts. Um, make it so that you could still feel confident at the end and you don't feel like you're pushing yourself into something you dread. Otherwise, wait till the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, 
for people that love to exercise, they saw when they did vigorous activity, that's when they saw like their focus increase. Hmm. Um, so they're the ones that like, you know, your runners of the world, your marathon runners that like love to run and, you know, they really want to get those vigorous steps in whatever they're doing, right? You're probably that if you're a fall into that category, then it's actually not a bad idea to work out in the morning or work out at lunch or whenever and really get into that intense workout. But what's really interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, so when people who say they get like a runner's high, they're not lying. They actually do get that boost, but it's just that Mm -hmm. I feel like when people say that it's like, they're like, just keep pushing with running intensely. And at some point you'll convert yourself into loving this. And I've tried running multiple times over the course of my life and it never converts to what they're saying. (laughs) So, so I think it's, it must be just one of those things where they're not wrong because for them, that's truly what they're experiencing, but it's just not a uniform thing. Yeah. I would agree with that. I don't really know any about the research in that space, but my assumption is that you're probably right. Like just differences by in people. Um, so yeah. So if you're one of those people go for it, work out super hard, during lunch, have fun, um, because apparently you will, and the rest of us may not. Um, <laughs> but then the other thing that's really interesting is that when they had light physical activity, so light physical activity wasn't bad for people like us either. Like that thing really happened. Um, overall, when you look across every single person, it did have some impacts on focus, like just getting up, moving around. But it did particularly so for those that have that intrinsic motivation, those people that love to work out. And what's interesting, though, is that they would have these light bouts of physical activity during the day that they would not have, they did not call out when they were asked that that was a workout. But based on their Fitbit tracker, it would have been considered a workout. So like maybe they went up five flights of stairs, right? Mm. Um, But it would have been considered a light workout, nothing intense, nothing moderate, very light. So they're not calling those things workouts, but technically they're getting like physical activity. Hmm. And when they do that, they actually see uh, a input, an increase in focus too. So they don't have to do the intense thing. They could do the light thing, but they shouldn't do the moderate thing. Hmm. It's kind of interesting. That is interesting. I wonder if it's like, I'm sure they come up with some ideas around this, but I wonder if it's like, if they're thinking of it as exercise, it, they have it in their heads that it needs to be a certain way or else they feel like mm-hmm. that was too easy. And now I'm like disappointed in myself that I didn't do as well as I could have. Whereas if they're not thinking of it like exercise, there's no pressure to make it a particular type of thing. So that like disappointment or something is not associated with the activity. That's exactly what their thoughts are around. Oh. It. They're saying that, you know, if they think it's an exercise, then they're going to only judge themselves in a positive way if it was intense but then when it's moderate, that's like a bad judgment, right? Like, oh, I didn't work as hard as I could have. And that is probably going to lead to that lower self-efficacy, lower focus um, versus if they, you know, just walk around then it's like, oh, great. I walked around like bonus, but not really thinking about it as exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense to me, obviously, because that was what I thought. <laughs> so, <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So this is super interesting. Um, And I think it also speaks to a bigger point across all of this that employers should 
allow people to disconnect and exercise because everybody has something that works for them that increases their focus. It might vary what it is, but everybody has something that will work to do that. Exactly. So I think from like a organizational or leadership perspective, allowing people to take breaks and to use those breaks for physical activity especially when you have people in a remote environment that makes it even easier. But if you give people access to showers, et cetera, then those that want to do something really vigorous and that will be beneficial to them can do that, come back, not smell up the office and uh, (laughs) actually focus more throughout the day. And generally speaking, light physical activity seems to be fine for everybody and can improve concentration for some people. So not a bad idea to, again, continue encouraging those breaks so people can get up, walk around or do whatever, you know, they can physically um, for a few minutes here and there. And that should help increase their focus. But yeah. Then, if people are able, they could do walking meetings or things like that as mm-hmm. well. That might be a good way, no matter what someone's orientation is to get those um, steps in and benefit from that enhanced focus without uh, having a downside for anyone on that side of the equation. Exactly. Yeah. And think about like, you know, if it, you're just alone and maybe you can't go for a walk or, you know, what have you, maybe stretching a little bit at your desk, some sort of something a little bit physically engaging can be beneficial. Um, but then when you think about the more intense exercise, that's where it's individualized. So as an employee, it really matters to think about what you're doing. So one, if you don't work out until the evening, that's a great way to go. That's fine. If you want to increase your focus, you have to think about what are you and be honest with yourself. Do you actually like working out? Is this truly who you are? If that's the case, if you're like in love with it, then work super hard, have one of those vigorous workouts and you're going to improve your focus. If you aren't like that, then make sure your workout's a little more moderate so you're not going too intense and then your focus will increase. So it kind of just depends on who you are. Yeah. And if you want to get the same physical benefit, I would imagine that you could do a longer moderate workout or, you know, a shorter vigorous workout on the other side and still get a similar result um, in terms of what you're looking to do. So it's not that you need to do something worse for your health. It's just that it's different. Yeah, exactly. And again, if you're one of those people that is not motivated by loving exercise, just you can also wait to the end of the day. If you think, you know, I know that I need to really kick it up a notch because I X, Y, Z, I'm going on some like massive hiking trip. I don't know. Um, then feel free to do a vigorous exercise. Just don't do it during work days because then you're going to kind of lose your focus. Just do it later at night. And that's not a problem. Yeah. I think this is really helpful, um, both from the perspective of organizations allowing people to disconnect and do something, right? Because there is this work-related benefit. But I also think it's helpful for people to think about, as you're saying, their own preferences. And when you're thinking about what preferences or assumptions you make about other people, it's also important to recognize that not everybody is motivated in the same way or by the same things or impacted in the same way uh, by the same activities as you are. So I think that that's also a good takeaway that what works for you might not always work for everyone else. And um, that's okay, that there are different ways of doing things that can drive similar outcomes. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's, you know, everything is individualized here and do what works for you and just make sure you're not over pushing yourself if you hate exercise during the day so that you can focus and then just make sure you do push yourself harder if you do love exercise so you don't feel that 
sense of disappointment that you didn't work as hard as you could so that you don't get distracted by that at work. (laughs) Yeah, very interesting. So it's like pressure. If you're putting pressure on yourself to do something you don't want to do, or you feel pressure that you didn't achieve a goal that you wanted to achieve, it's not great. Um, And both of us are very clearly comfortable being like, that's not me. Like, I don't, I'm not the, I'm not that person that's, uh, you know, up at six running 13 miles. Um, I always see, I'll do a shout out to our friend Nick Salter, but I always see him like every Saturday and Sunday on social media, like running like 13 miles and I'm like laying in my bed. I just woke up and I'm like, good for you. Um, but (laughs) But if you're not that person, that's okay. Acknowledging it and leaning into what kind of person you are and actually addressing that with your actions and behaviors can help to increase your health and your work performance as well. Exactly. Well, I'm glad that you found this as interesting as I did. And I think that there's a lot of really easy, super tangible takeaways. So hopefully everyone can take a moment, think about their preferences and make sure that they're building schedules to accommodate those preferences and help them succeed. Um, So thank you all for listening to this article. Thank you for always being here, dear listeners. And if you have any questions or anything that you need from us, you can find us at contact at workerbeing.com. You can find us on our website, on social. And of course, we'd love to see you in our community, workerbeing.com slash community. Thanks for listening. Thriving at Work is hosted by us, Dr. Patricia Grabarek and Dr. Katina Sawyer, and produced by Allie Johnson. Allie Johnson.